When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm your host. I'm your driver. I'm so happy to have you here in the passenger seat. Hope you had the best week, but if you didn't, uh, you're in the right place. What's up, kids? <laughs> what's what's popping? What's going on? Today is Monday. I'm still hungover from Saturday. So we're just having, I guess, sort of so much fun right now. I It's a good day. It's kind of nice outside. I got my nails done. Beautiful day. Not much going on in my life. What's new with you guys? My friend James was here this weekend. He stayed at my apartment on Thursday night and Friday night. Um, many of you might know him as Caucasian James. James of the Caucasian variety. He is, let me tell you something. The I There is no man on this planet who is like a better dude than James is. Like James is just like the the guy okay you know he's just like the dude like the archetypical nicest guy that has ever existed it's like unbelievable and it is funny like james is like six foot two and like he's like he's big okay like and i'm you know me so i'm obviously not and not for one second was i like mm, it's a little unsafe for me to have this man i met on the internet sleep in my home that I don't know, like give him a key and like have him sleep on my couch. Not for one second <laughs> because it's James and he's literally the nicest guy in the entire world. Um, And it really was so much fun to have him here. He's the best. Like I can't even, <laughs> words cannot describe. Also, it's nice to, how do I put this <laughs> in a way that's not going to make me sound like an asshole. It's just, I don't know the last time that I had a friendship with a man that was completely platonic where he is straight. Like, I don't mean that to be like, when I'm just like so fucking hot that obviously all my guy friends are in love with me. But sort of in many ways. <laughs> no, but I just feel like as I've gotten older, it's a little bit it's a little more rare if they're not like in a relationship with one of my friends or they're not like gay, then usually there's a little something there, a little, a little tension, a little awkwardness, a little something. Absolutely nothing with James. It's like it's like we've known each other since childhood. It's it's like the easiest thing in the world. Like there was no weirdness like you would think it would be kind of weird for me to like wake up in the morning in my like 
pajamas in my retainer and like walk out and like James is asleep on my couch. Like it was not weird at all. It was like having a roommate. Just what a lovely, what a lovely man. I just, there's no one better than him. But it was fun. It was a fun weekend. I um, I went to a drag show. I've never been to one before. My friend Devin, um, he was performing. He was doing his first time uh, doing drag. So not only was it obviously my first time seeing one, it was also his first time doing it. So it was very exciting. It's great to like go and see your friends doing something that they're like excited about. And <sighs> I don't know. It was really great. He, I mean, he did a great job. What a performer. What a performance. Like it's so inspired. Like engaging and so fun to watch like ugh, he did a great job and he looked great and that was really fun and um yeah there's really not that much new with me i'm really really busy right now ah! <laughs> sorry let's <laughs> drop the recorder i'm really busy uh with work stuff right now trying to figure out twitch stuff trying to figure out um this thing that is launching on Valentine's Day, trying to figure out um, this thing I'm doing with the podcast, which by the way, I think you guys are going to be really, really excited about. But between all this stuff that's going on and then like, you know, seeing friends and having friends come in to visit and, um, you know, I just feel like I'm like running around and I'm feeling crazy. So there's not a lot that's like new in my life. I'm just, I'm just a tornado, but it's kind of fun. I don't know. I feel like I feel better when I'm busy. I don't know if that's uh, if any of you feel that way, but I feel like when I have a lot of shit to do, like I feel maximum power. Like I'm like, I can do anything because I have to. <laughs> like if I give myself a little too much wiggle room, like if I'm like, you know what, like I want to be gentle with myself and I'm, you know, I don't need to really do this or I'm fine if I don't do that right now. Like if I don't have like hard deadlines on things, like I just am not going to, I'm just not going to do shit. Uh, it's not good for anybody. So I'm kind of enjoying being a busy bee. I figured out the problem with my Twitch audio and hopefully that will be resolved by the end of the week. Ugh, been doing that um, and it's really fun. Um, Anything else? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, the Jacuzzi man, things are still fun. So that's, I mean, what more could a girl ask? Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess the second thing stopped being fun. I'll let you know, but I think for now I'm just having fun. And um, we're going to... I don't know. It's like a play. It's like an interactive play theater experience thing. I don't know. I've heard it's very, very weird. Uh, but I, I thought that that was sort of keeping in the tradition of going on really, really, really weird dates with him. And I'm also excited because I've wanted to go for a while. It's called Sleep No More. Y'all heard of it? Maybe. I don't know. Look it up. It looks it looks cool. I mean, I have a cute little dress to wear and... um. I don't know I bought like <laughs> there was a lingerie sale at for love and lemons because it's valentine's day almost and this is the best time to buy lingerie if you're like looking for an update to your wardrobe your lingerie closet your whatever I don't know your little underwear drawer uh they're always on sale like the week before valentine's day because they do like a clearing out kind of thing and then they bring in all their new like the new inventory for valentine's day so now is the time if you want some so I, I got something that I can wear under the dress and I'm excited about that in particular although I'm going to tell you guys something and I know we've sort of talked about this before um, well, we sort of, <laughs> we talked about the the whole going out without any underwear thing and like how that's confusing and like where does the stuff go and I, I just was like I can never do that. But the thing that I got, it's like, <laughs> is this too much information? 
<laughs> it might be too much information, but let's go with it. Um, it's like a, it's, <laughs> I'm three years old. Okay, I can do this. I can say this word. It's like crotchless. Don't know why that is making me giggle so much, but it's like crotchless. And I'm feeling a little like, I don't know. Is it the same thing? Or is there like some sort of coverage? Like I've never worn a garment like this before, but I was curious and it was on sale. And so I got it. And um, just an interesting sort of scenario for me. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be like. But again, I'm having fun. And so everyone has to be happy for me. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to tell you guys about this fucking Valentine's Day party that this man is throwing. But um, no, you know what? I am going to tell you guys about it because I have to talk about it to somebody. I So he's like throwing this Valentine's Day party. He throws a lot of parties at his, by the way, gigantic home. I was at his apartment um, like last week and oh, my God. Like, I think he I think he's a drug dealer. Like, there's no explanation for me for him to have an apartment that looks like this that doesn't involve like drug dealing in some way and also it's in this building and I sort of like went up the stairs obviously it's like it's a walk up and uh about halfway up the stairs there's just a door that's marked laboratory now I don't want to know what that is what it means where it goes I don't I don't I'm good I'm good with not sort of knowing what that is but I'm like I think he's a drug dealer anyways it doesn't matter whatever everyone told me if it was meth you would smell it I'm like would I would I know off the top of my head what meth smells like do you off the top of your head know what meth smells like so it's probably not meth anyways um it's gorgeous apartment was it oh so he's throwing this big party and he's like I'm inviting like everyone on my contacts list him and all his friends like do this all the time they like throw parties um and he's like, I'm fighting everyone. And here's the kicker. You have to <laughs> you have to fill out a survey, a survey. OK, look at me, a survey. Um, and then it like he they wrote like an algorithm or something so that they can match you with who you're most compatible with of the people who've also taken the survey. And only the top 150 people are allowed to go. Let me tell you two things. One, if I'm not allowed to go to this man's party, um, he's not allowed to touch my vagina anymore. Like that's I'm <laughs> I want to go and it's fucked up if I don't get to go. Secondly, the thing is, is it going to be weird when we if if I if I am allowed to attend this party, if I'm good enough to attend the party, um, do you think it's going to be weird when we're definitely not even close to compatible with each other? Like, I'm so sure that we would not even be in the same category of compatibility. Like, he's great. Like, and I really mean this. He's a really cool guy. He's he's really nice. He's he's funny. He's smart. Whatever. Um, but like, we're not. I don't. I don't feel that we're that similar. So I feel like in terms of the compatibility aspect of it all, like, there's zero chance that like that's him and me. To the point where, like, if it was, like, if there was a list generated and of everyone who took the survey and him and I were on it, if we were, like, most compatible with each other, I would propose to him on the spot, marry him. That's how sure I am that it's not. <laughs> like, that, that is not something that would ever happen. Uh, but it is funny. So I hope I can go. My friend Hannah is in town that weekend and I I, uh, I added her as a plus one. <laughs> because I was like, yo, you got to see this shit. You got to see this apartment. You got to see it. So anyways, I'll keep you guys updated. I'll let you know if I've been allowed to go to this exclusive party. I'm like sounding sarcastic, but I actually would be so, so pissed if I didn't get to go. <laughs> 
like oh i i'm not allowed to come to your party you entered me like i don't know <laughs> like i don't know where the disconnect is on this one not that i'm saying that just because you've slept with someone like you're given automatic access to their life because if that were the case there would be a lot of people whose lives i had access to that i'm not interested in having any access to but like come on man like come on dude come on come on whatever um anyway should be fun i'll let you guys know next week if i'm allowed uh and that's sort of everything i think that's going on in my life (laughs) and i keep thinking too like i want to be able to tell you like honestly how i really feel about everything because that is what i do on this podcast but i also it's so hard when you know that a man could listen He said before that he's listened and I I fear that the listening might continue. And so I feel like I am being insane right now. Um, But what are you going to do? You know, it's part of the job. (laughs) Part of the job is uh, humiliating yourself weekly. And I do. So (laughs) whatever. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I wouldn't I have I wouldn't say anything on this podcast. And I always say this to guys that I'm like dating or people who ask about this kind of thing. It's like I would never say anything on the podcast that I wouldn't also say to their face that makes sense because I'm aware of the fact that sometimes they listen um but like don't listen (laughs) you know like obviously I would prefer if they didn't listen because like I'm being silly goofy you know on here like I'm joking but you know if they do it's not like I'm saying anything that I wouldn't tell him directly to his face so anyways that's sort of the update on life what are we doing today pals what are we doing today so for today we're gonna keep it pretty simple just because There's some big changes coming to the podcast soon and changes I think you guys are really, really going to love, but big changes. And while I'm working on that, keeping it simple, we're going to go over some Am I the Asshole posts because they've been cracking me up lately. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit about what my therapist said to me this week because I thought it was really interesting. Um, And then that's probably going to be the episode short and sweet. Just, you know, can't leave y'all hanging. But again, I'm really excited to see what we've been working on. I think you're going to be so happy because I'm so happy. Like it literally fills me with with the the most joy possible that this is happening so um yeah anyways if that sounds fun fresh flirty fierce fantastic to you keep on listening there are some stories about my mom's life that i truly never get tired of hearing From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. 
Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and you know your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where... There's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LND. So my mom sends me Am I the Asshole posts nearly every day. She has a lot of opinions on whether or not people are assholes. Uh, Mostly she thinks that they are. Uh, And it's very funny. It makes me laugh. And I thought, you know what? As I feel in many ways I am mom to many of you, I'm going to... I'm going to share some of these that she has sent me. Um, So this is the first one. Am I the asshole for not wanting my sons to always come second after my daughter? I, 32 male, so this is from the perspective of a man. Keep that in mind. I, 32 male, and my wife, 33 female, have three kids. Our twin sons, 10, and our girl, 8. Normally, all of them are sweet, obedient, and nice. I consider myself lucky with them. Sounds like a super nice dad. But since a few months, that doesn't make sense, but whatever. But since a few months, I have noticed that my sons are doing everything according to the wishes of my daughter. She wants to play mini golf instead of going to the cinema. They say yes. She wants to play tea time with them instead of soccer. They love soccer. And they say yes. Not doing sports, but sitting in their sister's room to drink tea. They literally treat her like their princess and always putting her wishes over theirs. And they get nothing in return. My daughter is acting like an entitled brat and never asks her brothers what they want to do or play. What? When I talked to my wife with this, she just said how cute the twins were for adoring their sister so much and that it is good and healthy for them being around her all the time. Her presence is civilizing them. She really said this as if my sons were savages without their sister. She told me to not intervene in their relationship, so I let it go. Yesterday, we went Saturday shopping and I allowed each of the kids to buy something nice for them. My daughter picked a pair of very expensive brand 
rain boots. I told her that she can have something like that for her birthday and she started to cry. And what happened? Her knights showed up and said that they would buy nothing so she could have the boots. Okay, that is so sweet. My wife, of course, said, "Ah, how sweet of you. This was the moment I exploded and said, nobody is getting anything and we are going home. When we arrived, my wife called me an asshole who's trying to turn his own children against each other. I told her that she's a hypocrite. If the roles were reversed, she would be furious. But since it's the girl who's getting her way, it's okay. We haven't really talked since. Am I the asshole for standing up for my sons and revealing my wife's favoritism and hypocrisy? edit such information to be clear i never told my sons to stop being nice to their sister i was careful when talking to them even when i asked their mom's role and all this never told them to stop playing with her and i did not explain yesterday's punishment update i have called my wife from work and apologized for my behavior she was happy about my call and forgave me i went to the stores after work to buy boots for my daughter and a nice big lego set for the twins i will tell my boys that it was and is noble of them to think so much about their sister and that i am proud of them for including her so perfectly and being gentlemen around her i will not do anything to change the dynamic of their relationship and i feel like an asshole and an idiot for considering it in the first place i love 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 my daughter my comments here were poorly written i understand the accusations of sexism okay yeah so this is great this is great. Everyone was like, you're a fucking asshole. And incredibly, this man was like, you're right. I am an asshole. <laughs> When's the last time you heard that? Um, This is so funny. Like, why are you getting upset about like, why are you getting upset that your children are friends? Like, that is such an insane thing to say. Your sons treat your daughter nicely. You know, most brothers and sisters are like at each other's throats. You know, my brother used to like, oh my God, my brother literally used to like suffocate me with a pillow. Like, you know, like we, like what an absolutely insane thing to think about your own children. Like they're your children. How could you possibly be upset that your children are like getting along? That is insane. So everyone basically was like, you're an asshole. Um, and incredibly, the man listened. And I'm actually very impressed with that. Because it sounds like he just did not realize how insane he sounded. Sometimes I think we need to like write things down and read them and be like, wait, I'm being a fucking lunatic. Like I'm being a crazy person. Actually, I kind of think that that's the purpose of therapy in many ways. Like I think sometimes therapy is less about what your therapist says to you and more about like saying things out loud and realizing what a fucking lunatic you sound like. Half the times I will say something and I'll be like, you know what? After I said that, I don't actually agree with the words that I just said and I sound crazy and we're just going to pretend that that is not actually what happened. So this one is the one that my mom sent me today. It's kind of going viral over on the Am I the Asshole forum over on Reddit and you will soon see why. I'm 30 female, getting married soon, and went to New York for my bachelorette trip recently. There were eight of us, including my cousin Haley, who is 33, who's one of my bridesmaids. We were only there for a couple of days, and there were a few different things we wanted to do. Also, I only asked people to pay for their flight and hotel share. I paid for everything else. Cool. Sounds like a really nice bachelorette trip. I made early <laughs> I made early dinner reservations for everyone on our last night, and we were going somewhere else after. Haley mentioned that day she wanted to go visit a cemetery to pay her respects. <laughs> Edit. It was to visit her late husband. I said, okay, but to be back in time to go to dinner. <laughs> and here's the moment where I said, wait, uh, pardon? 
I made the reservation for five, which by the way, like, why are you making dinner reservations for 5 p.m.? You're 30 years old, not 80. Okay. And it was already 4.30, but Haley wasn't back at the hotel. A couple of us called, but she didn't pick up. She sent a text saying she was running late and she would meet us at the restaurant. She ended up coming close to six. I talked to her later about being so late and managing her time better. Haley made an excuse, but I think this was supposed to be a Haley made an excuse, but I replied, this was supposed to be a girl's trip, not so she can run off to do her own thing without thinking of anyone else. (laughs) She got pretty upset and we flew back the next day, but she kept quiet and my sister said she saw her crying. I did text her later, but she left it on scene. My sister thinks I shouldn't have said that to her, but a couple of the other girls agree Haley shouldn't have been late. Am I the asshole? She was visiting her dead husband. Like she's a... (laughs) Sorry, she's a widow. <laughs> she's a widow. She went to go and talk. <laughs> Sorry, she went to a cemetery to see her dead husband. And you're like, um, Haley, it's kind of fucked up that you're late for dinner at my bachelorette party. Like, you are an asshole. I can't even believe this is a question that is such an insane thing to say. Like, People get really crazy about bachelorette party stuff. Like, I feel like people get really crazy about these things. And it's like, okay, you are a bride, understood. But like, you need to like (laughs) have the smallest bit of compassion for your cousin who is a widow. Like, also, I'm sure like doing bachelorette stuff is hard for her as it is. Again, because her, I don't know if you know this, her husband is dead. Um... (laughs) That is so fucked up. Also, like, your sister's right. You shouldn't have said that. But the girls who are agreeing with you are bad friends and they're lying to you and you should get new friends. Have you guys ever gone to a bachelorette party? I'll be totally honest. I haven't gone to one yet. So I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it was rude. But in my personal opinion, uh, this is insane. It's unbelievable. It reminds me of, do you remember the Am I the Asshole? I feel like I know about all these again because my mom literally sends all of them to me. But um, there was one a while back that was like, am I the asshole for making everyone wear certain colors to my wedding? Or it was something like that where like she had literally like a color coded wedding thing and she wanted everybody to wear the colors that she told them to wear. Like, like non-married people wear this color, married people with this color and children in this color, like really had it like intense like that. And everyone was like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Like, it's your wedding. It's not like you don't get to be like fascistic about it. Okay. Like it's a wedding. Um, And this, this reminds me of that, like just a total inability to be like, this is just a bachelorette party. Like there are definitely things that are more important in life. Okay, this one's really, really good. And I think it opens a larger discussion about hygiene that like we need to talk about. (laughs) Am I the asshole for forcing my son to use a bidet and threatening to talk to his friends or take him to the doctor about his underwear? For some reason, my 14-year-old son cannot wipe properly. This was never a concern to me as his mom did the laundry. Well, let's start there. So, okay. Okay. I'm starting off saying maybe you're kind of an asshole if you're saying you've never done laundry before because your wife did all of it. Unfortunately, she is sick right now, so I have taken over the household chores that she used to handle. You sound real pissed about that, and I don't love that. My son is still responsible for his, and I do mine as well as hers. First day I did laundry, I gagged. 
I gagged and almost puked from his underwear. If he were three and not fully potty trained, I might understand how they end up like this. But he's a healthy young man. He should not be leaving his ass this unwiped. I talked to him about it and he said he would make an effort to do a better job. Nope, no change to the situation. So I went to the hardware store and installed a wand bidet in the bathroom he uses. We already have one in ours. I told him he has a choice of either using the bidet or washing his own underwear. He doesn't know how to use the washing machine and he refuses to do them by hand. He started going commando. Which just meant the problem was his genes now. So I said he we might need to take him to the doctor to see what's wrong with him, if it's physical or physiological or psychological. Also, I said that the next time his friends were over, I was going to ask them if they left their underwear in the same condition. I would never actually embarrass him like that. He said I was being an asshole and he called his mom to tell her what I was doing. She said that he was just like that and I could deal with it until she was better. I don't think that's a great plan. If this kid never learns to wipe his ass, he will be bereft of a sexual partner without a poop fetish. <laughs> I'm not kink shaming him if that's his thing. He has started using the bidet, but he says it's gross and weird. I said it's grosser and weirder for a 14-year-old to grab his pants every day. We're both stressed about his mom, but this situation isn't because of her. I asked her. Oh, my God. I, uh, I would say that you're not the asshole. I would say that you're being a good father and it's actually kind of shocking that this mother has allowed this to go on for this long. Dude, I always think about this like I swear moms and sons is the strangest relationship. Like moms get crazy with sons. Like and I'm I'm saying this as a um a child who has a brother and a mother, you know? Like I think parents let sons get away with things that they would never let their daughters get away with. Like my brother lived at home for so long, didn't like have a job, didn't graduate college, like was like really um, unmoored and like unfocused for a really long time. And they just like didn't care. If that was me, they would have freaked out. <laughs> like They would have freaked out on me. Um, but mm, not my brother. No, of course not. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's fucked up. I feel like it's fucked up that she's been letting him shit his pants every day. Also, boys, like, how are you doing that? How are you doing that? Never in my life have I had poop stains in my underwear. What are you doing? What are you missing? Like, I don't. I don't understand how you even get to that point. Like, I don't even understand, like, where the issue could even arise. Like, don't you want to feel clean? Like, I just don't understand it. I genuinely think they should take him to the doctor. <laughs> the doctor teach him how to wipe maybe he's literally just doing something wrong like maybe he just doesn't know how uh you never know there are things that you don't know how to do unless you really sometimes if you see them like I didn't know how tampons worked I was literally sticking the whole fucking tampon in I mean the plastic applicator because I didn't know no one had ever told me that you're supposed to that the tampon is like the cotton part like I had no idea no shit that I wasn't doing it right and it was uncomfortable and I hated wearing tampons. Once I figured that out, I was like, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now I understand. Now I'm a tampon wearing pro. But it's like maybe it's one of those things. Maybe he just like missed the memo somewhere along the line and uh, he just needs sort of a demonstration from a, a kind doctor. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Am I the asshole for leaving my son's wedding after he denied his stepmom? a mother-son dance. So without reading this one, I haven't read this one yet. I'm going to start off saying no, not the asshole, because you know what? Maybe you're just like really being kind to this stepmom and like you want to make her feel like she's part of the family and your son 
um, is being rude and like you're just trying to be like, hey, man, like she's part of the family, too. So that is my instinct. But let's see. <clears throat> my son is 27. His stepmom came into his life. OK, hold on. <clears throat> my son, Jordan, is 27. His stepmom, Natalie, came into his life when he was 16. His mom had passed away when he was 13. Um, I don't understand this. Am I? Am I the asshole? Okay, wait. My son is 27. He has a stepmom who came into his life when he was 16. His mom had passed away. Oh, this is, oh, this is a man speaking. I thought that this was, okay. So I was completely wrong about this. Okay, this is different. My son, Jordan, is 27. His stepmom, Natalie, came into his life when he was 16. His mom had passed away when she was 13. When he was 13, Jordan never really considered Natalie as his mom. He refused to let her get close and shut down every attempt to have a close relationship. He even moved in with his aunt months after Natalie and I got married. As years went by, they started reconciling and seeing each other more often. He invited us to his wedding, which took place days ago. We got there. The atmosphere was great. Until later, I found out Jordan had denied Natalie a mother-son dance and instead chose his aunt to dance with him. Natalie told me this minutes later and I couldn't help feel irritated and quite upset. I decided to get up and leave and we both left. I got calls from my family after they saw me leave and Jordan called later and I told him why he did it. He got mad and said it was his wedding and his aunt is basically a mother to him. I said that Natalie and said that Natalie shouldn't expect special treatment. I said it's not special treatment, but a tradition. Besides that, he hurt her feelings for no reason other than the sake of being malicious. He got offended and accused me of ruining his day and causing a scene. Now the family sided with him and said I shouldn't have left no matter what. Yeah, no, you're the asshole. You are the asshole. Um, yeah, you're definitely the asshole. That is so interesting. I, I don't know why I read that so differently from the jump. Like, I don't know why I was assuming that this was a, a woman, like, just being a nice person but of course it's not of course it's a man of course it's a man being problematic stupid it's just I mean it's selfish like it's the, I think people get so crazy with weddings like what is it about weddings that is making people act insane like like what <laughs> What is making people behave this way? Like the bachelor party thing and the weddings and the outfits and the mother. Like people act like your wedding is the most important thing in your life. But then also they act like they have say over what you do on this apparently most important day of your life. And like people get really crazy when it comes to weddings. And I don't understand that. All right. Last but not least. And then we'll talk about therapy. Um, am I the asshole for letting my son operate the self-checkout? I took my son with me to the grocery store today. He is seven. I am a big believer in learning by doing. I like to give my son as interactive a role in things as possible. And if he wants to do something himself, I always let him at least try unless it's unsafe. That sounds great. It sounds like you're not an asshole in that sense. When we got to the self-checkout, he confidently told me he could do it by himself, so I let him. There are about there are about 10 self-checkouts and one line for all the machines, so people don't line up behind individual machines. He was a lot slower than I would have been, but he managed to do it all with my supervision, even the produce. As we started to wheel away, a woman walked up and slammed her grocery basket on the counter. She said, thanks for doing that as slow as possible, asshole. I thought that was incredibly rude and uncalled for. Some people are slower than others. It is what it is. There were several other machines being used and freed up. So we can't have made that big of an impact on her wait time. I don't think you're an asshole at all. Interestingly, people are saying that 
everybody was an asshole in this situation. I just don't, I don't think that that's true. Like, if there's 10 self-checkout things, like, seriously, like, there's plenty of others where people are moving faster. Like, let the kid learn how to do self-checkout. I don't think that you're an asshole at all. I think you're a good parent. And, like, that person is a dick for saying something. Like, they shouldn't have said anything. They can be privately annoyed. I myself have been privately annoyed plenty of times by people in public. But to say something, that's where that's where the problem is, in my experience. I think you're obviously allowed to feel however the fuck you feel. If you want to be pissed off at somebody who's taking up a lot of space in the checkout line, go for it. If you want to get in your car and be like, that was an asshole. Those people sucked. You can do that. But I just don't think there's ever a reason to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's ever a reason to express that to others. Like, why be a dick on purpose? That's just my two cents. I also think that that's a nice thing to do. I would have loved doing that when I was a kid. I mean, not to brag, I was pretty competent as a kid, so I probably would have been like really fast. But in any case, um, <laughs> that is Am I the Asshole? Those are the ones that my mother has sent me this week. Um, and without further ado, let's get into what my therapist said to me this week. Damn. Before I get into what my therapist said, did you guys see this um, this thing that happened on Twitch? This thing that's happening on Twitch uh, where this streamer was caught watching deep fake like AI pornography of female streamers that like he's friends with like Pokimane, I think Adept and like was watching it like people he knows like watching deep fake AI porn. If you don't know what that is, it's basically where like they put the, the faces of these people um, onto the bodies of uh, people who are engaging in pornography. Uh, and it's just like the most despicable thing. Like I literally cannot stop thinking about this. Ever since I saw it, I'm just like the ethics of deep fakes and AI, like it's about to get fucking messy because like I think that there was something really cool about the technology, but clearly the technology can be used for really fucking evil, horrible things. And like, that's scary. Like, it also should not be anybody's, it should not be part of anyone's job to worry about these things being on the internet. Like, and I'm saying this as somebody who like, uh, people have been, you know, trying to leak my nudes and have successfully done so in the past. And like, being a woman on the internet like that is unfortunately something that you deal with but it fucking shouldn't be like the idea that people like even want to watch that like what is wrong with you like why would you even want to see that and actually I'm going to tell you why it is if you're interested in watching something like that it's not because like you are so turned on by women or like you like really find these women attractive it's literally because the lack of consent turns you on like I think that that needs to be said more often it's about the lack of consent. It's the same reason that people try to leak nudes of women who, because they don't want you to see them naked. They're not consenting to you seeing them naked and you want to and you think you're entitled to that. And and so you you watch weird shit like deep fake AI porn and it's the lack of consent. Like that is what does it for you. That's what's exciting for you. That's what's interesting for you. And it's not, it's just so fucked up, dude. Like I am like, 
genuinely upset about it i feel so bad for these women and i just it just it's fucked it's like genuinely fucked that this is something that people have to deal with like in a job and you know what and i'll say it i've said it once i'll say it again the problem is men the problem is men women are not doing this (laughs) hashtag not all men but somehow always men like yeah it just really pisses me off all of it does and i think we're gonna have to there are gonna be some big court cases i can imagine um with AI and, um, you know, deep fakes and all this kind of thing, because that kind of shit should not happen. Like, not just like legally, but also like ethically, morally, like that is not something that is appropriate. And that is not something that should be happening that women should have to deal with. Like this, this just this fear that 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 is going to be out there of you and that people will think that, oh, it just actually makes me so shivery and I feel I feel so gross thinking about it but anyways (laughs) anyways all that said if you are the kind of person that's like looking at people's nudes or like trying to leak someone's nudes or looking at this deep fake kind of shit like you're fucked up you're fucked up go jump off a bridge (laughs) okay anyways um let's talk about what my therapist said to me this week so we have been talking about cognitive distortions yeah this is the part of the broadcast where we do trickle down therapy (laughs) (laughs) When I tell you the things that I'm learning in therapy and maybe you won't have to go to therapy. Basically, I struggle a lot uh, with cognitive distortions. What's a cognitive distortion? It's an irrational thought that can influence your emotions. Um, Everyone experiences them to some degree, but in their more extreme forms, they can be very harmful. So for example, um, a form of cognitive distortion is catastrophizing. Catastrophizing we've talked about before. It's like you see something and it becomes the worst case scenario automatically in your head. Like it can't just be like, oh, maybe it'll be okay. It'll be fine. No, you're like, this is going to be the worst thing ever. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to die. Like I'm going to whatever. Like your brain goes automatically to the worst thing. Um, All or nothing thinking I've talked about, thinking in absolutes, like always, never, every, you know, I never do a good job. I'll never get better. I'm always bad at this. I'm never going to fall in love. I'm always going to be alone. Things like that. That's um, all or nothing thinking. Uh, and that's a cognitive distortion. And so she made me, she's making me do this once every single day, which I'm like, Ugh. homework. Um, so I basically have to make little charts every night before I go to sleep where if I have a thought, so I have a thought. I have to, within thought, identify all the thoughts that go into that thought, um, what's behind the thought. And then I have to write down all the distortions and then do replacement thoughts. It's really hard. It's really fucking hard because just for an example, there's something, something like really small can have all these cognitive distortions that you would never even realize. So for example, I said like, okay, I have old food in my fridge. I need to clean it. Like that's the thought, that's the situation, but it's not just about that, is it? Because underneath that is, it's gross, I don't wanna touch it. it. I let it get that bad, I'm lazy, it's my fault. I can never get better, I will always be like this. Like all these feelings like build up underneath that one thought, like all of these things. And all those things that you're saying to yourself and that are like in a constant loop in your head and this monologue that's going in your head, like they're cognitive distortions. Within just that one thought, I have, um, overgeneralization, catastrophizing, fortune telling, emotional reasoning, should statements, all or nothing thinking, magnification. I mean, like six different kinds of cognitive distortions. Um, 
Fortune telling obviously being the expectation that a situation will turn out badly without adequate evidence. Me saying, this is going to how it's always going to be. I'm not going to be able to do it. It's going to be gross, you know, like not knowing that, you know. And then the hard part is coming up with replacement thoughts. And what this has really made me realize is that like when I'm having a hard time with something, it's usually not because of the thing. Like sometimes I really beat myself up. Like, why is it so hard for me to start this task? And it's like, okay, well, I know that the task itself probably takes five minutes. I know that it's doable. I know that it's not impossible. I know that I can do it. The problem is when I'm thinking about doing it, I'm not just thinking about doing it. I have all these other thoughts and emotions underneath it that are fucked up <laughs> like, and that are causing it to feel hard. And actually, like it's helped me have more empathy for myself and have more understanding of the fact that like it actually is hard for me to do things, not because the actual task is difficult, but because my brain is making it really difficult. So then what you're supposed to do is come up with replacement thoughts. And these are like the mantras sort of that like you're supposed to say, these are what like we've come up with, which is like, I cannot predict the future. There's always something that you can do. Doing something is better than nothing. Just because I feel lazy does not mean I am. I may have work to do, but I can get there and I'm worthy the way that I am. I'm an imperfect person like everyone else. <laughs> and I do feel a little like self-helpy and crazy when I do this. But I have done it every night um, since last week. And it's it's wild, dude. Like the things that like your brain distorts without you realizing when you have one thought, take it, take the time to pull it apart. If you're having a hard time doing something, like really think about what you're doing and pull it apart and find all those things that your brain is telling you. And all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, it's not just about cleaning out the fridge. It's about this underlying belief that I'm inherently bad and lazy and deserve to live like this because it's my fault because I made it like this because I can't clean because I'll never be good enough like all this shit that like piles up under this one thought it's actually blowing my mind I'd never thought about it like that because I think separating your thoughts and your emotions and like understanding your thoughts aren't facts and your thoughts and feelings like are not like um, or they're not you, like they're separate from you. Like that's all well and good. But if you're not even able to identify like <laughs> what your thoughts and feelings really are, if like within those thoughts and feelings, there are like 20 things underneath the surface that you're not acknowledging because you're not looking because you don't know that they're there. Like it's going to make it a little bit hard to really internalize that idea that like your thoughts are not you and your thoughts are not facts and all that stuff because like there's a lot of shit going on. Um, and that has, it's just been like such a eye opener for me. And I wanted to share it with you because I, been talking a lot about you know getting my shit together as it were because you know I would like to get my shit together and I know that most of us feel that way we want to be like that girl life in order like <laughs> writing out our little planners like calendars like whatever everything clean and fresh and beautiful and like it's so possible for all of us it's so doable and possible it's just like there's a bunch of shit probably that you might have to work through before you get there and this is one of the things that I have to work through before I'm able to um, become the best version of myself and I, I just wanted to share that with you if this is something that you want to talk about with your therapist cognitive distortions um, or if it's something you just want to google and you know check yourself when you find that maybe you're having some sort of cognitive distortion when it comes to your thinking um because it's already kind of helped me realize a lot of things, like realize that I'm going to be okay. Realizing that like I'm able to like separate those icky, sticky, emotional thoughts from the actual tasks that I need to do 
and it's so relieving. It's like such a weight has been lifted off me. So um, yeah, that is cognitive distortions. I wanted to talk about that and besties. My dear friends, I know this is a short, sweet episode, um, but this is our episode today. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so fucking excited <laughs> for um, for the new stuff that is coming to the podcast. I know you guys are going to be too. The song of the week this week is Tourist Season by Miel because I just really like it and I think you will too. And I love you guys very much. If you like the show, if you like me, feel free to give me a follow. Instagram is Ellie underscore Schnitt and my Twitch where I am live four times a week is um, is Ellie Schnitt, just Ellie Schnitt, twitch.tv slash Ellie Schnitt. And if you go to my Instagram, the Discord is linked, Twitch is linked, um, the voicemail is linked, which is 847-282-0462. Uh, and yeah, besties, that's going to have to be it for me this week. But coming back to you super strong very soon. I, I literally, I can't tell you what it is, but I'm so fucking excited. And I know you guys are going to be too. Um, so yeah, as always, have a good day. Have a good night. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Hope it's a great one. And I will catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.